0: The international game has made the marks kill
1: Hello,
2: everybody, and welcome to episode forty six of Hoop Darshan.
0: Hoop Darshan.
2: Episode number forty-six, Karen. Do you know a funny fact about episode jersey number forty-six in the NBA? There's oh. o- only been four players ever to have worn it, and in history, in history, and the most oh. most popular person to have worn it is some dude named Dennis Bell who played for your Knicks. Does that ring a bell?
0: Dennis does not ring, a bell. like, what era of the Knicks was this? I have no idea. <laughs> if, if it was like the the seventies, eighties cocaine era, then I, prob- oh no. <laughs> well,
2: well, let's just say that in his career, he averaged two point eight points, one point nine rebounds, point four assists, point four steals, and thirty seven percent shooting. So it's not, not somebody you're, you're likely to remember, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> so, so I hope this podcast is definitely has a better career than Dennis Bell did.
2: It it definitely will. I, I already know it. <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, as of recording, we are in the middle of May and we are almost at the conference final section. So, three of our conference finalists have been decided. One more will be soon. Yeah. Your adopted team of the Washington Wizards have a chance to do so. Uh, Last night,
0: John Wall uh, kept, kept, uh, kept the Wiz the alive. Kept, uh, the, kept, kept the almost bullets alive.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. That's going to be a, that's going to be a great game seven, I think. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about NBA maybe in another episode. But we've got a we've got a ton of uh, Indian basketball news to get to.
0: Um, There's so much, Kaushik. Uh, you you should start this. You were there in person, uh, reporting live for Hoop Darshan oh, uh, at at one of the most historic things that 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 have happened for Indian basketball players. Tell us about it.
2: Oh, absolutely. So I I took a Very, very long lunch break one day to just go see our four Indian basketball players who were here in Australia, in Melbourne for the NBL. That's the National Basketball League, the home, first, most important league of Australian basketball. They were here for the NBL Combine where uh, basically a bunch of young and upcoming Australian kids and some international players were invited and based on how they perform here, they might get drafted, they might get signed and so on. So it's just the fact that four Indian players were invited for this camp and for them to put on a show for plenty of different scouts and uh, and coaches from the from the NBL teams and even some of the other professional league teams, that the second and third tier leagues, um, they were all there. So it, I think it was amazing that our players got um, their game shown in front of these people. Uh, and it was personally amazing to meet these guys. Um, Yadu was thrilled that somebody had come to see uh, see yeah. them. Um, Amj- Amjot and Amritpal were like, they're so big. I I knew that they're, they're, they're big guys, but if you stand in front of them, they just like over-tower you and it, it was amazing to see them. And Vishesh was was the cool customer that he always is. He's just He just owns the floor whenever, wherever he plays. I mean, he's obviously a little bit... Older, And I think this whole wave of uh, potential chances to play abroad, etc., comes a few years too late for him. But he's he's just so good when he plays on the court. Uh, it's, it's really really amazing to see uh, all of them play, uh, all of them have a chance to showcase their talents. I also got a chance to meet with their... Um, I, I know that the, the Ekalovia's guys are really their agents, but they have a, an Australian counterpart here as well. I, I, it was great to meet... That guy it was great to meet the NBL CEO as well who said he has big aspirations for Indian players who play here and he wants to push the product in India and he wants to possibly try and get Satnam Singh here. So, it's it's safe to say that like India is on their radar and it's only a matter of time before we have an NBL player from India and that, that's, that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's… Um, first of all, the fact that they were all invited… To, yeah. to this camp. Like, it, it wasn't like, um, I think a lot of players have to pay money to get in. Mm-hmm. It, it seriously sh- it, it shows how serious um, uh, Australia is about sort of getting the Indian talent. And uh, I love the fact that th- they've changed the rules now that every NBL team can have an extra Asian import. Yeah. Uh, this was the big problem with, uh, I wrote about this several years ago when, you know, when Amjot Amritpal in FIBA Shake Up, when we first beat China for the first time since basketball began. Um, <laughs> And, and, and when they started making waves in, in China and they were doing really well, but but they would, even though they were better than a lot of French Chinese players, they would never be able to play in the CBA in China because uh, they have a limit of only two foreigners and and they splash all that money on way better American players. Like, why would they settle for guys who can make them a little bit better if they can get guys who can make them 10 times better, right? Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that now you can do that. You can get those... Uh, Two uh, foreigners from anywhere else in the world, plus an extra Asian guy, and that extra Asian spot might be the one that that could change the fortunes of uh, a lot of these Indian basketball players.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't know if any of these four guys qualify for it, but there's also a, a youth spot that can go for anyone from anywhere in the world, and huh. uh, not non-Australia, of course. Uh, yeah, they're looking at well, that that's kind cool. of that kind of that kind of a slot as well for the indian players but i don't think these any of these guys are under 23 so that shouldn't matter yeah yeah
0: so so uh, what did you think of like th- their performance relative to the other people at this camp so i, I only saw a couple of hours uh,
2: and i think at that time amritpal really really made made noise so before i got there i, I talked to the scout a couple of scouts and i talked to the nba ceo as well they were impressed with both Yadu and Amritpal to a big extent. Uh, Amritpal has size that you just can't teach. And even though it's, yeah. it's the Australian league, they, they could still do with a guy of Amritpal's size. And they were really impressed with his touch inside. And Yadu made a lot of noise as well for just how much effort he plays with. But uh, I think they were a bit worried about his age. And he also, I think, has a wobbly ankle. So uh, that probably went against him. But I guess... Amritpal is the best shot for, for a player. If, if it happens this year, it will probably be Amritpal.
0: That's I mean, baby steps, right, one by one. Uh, yeah. Amritpal, Amritpal would be a completely deserving person for this for this opportunity. Um, and any other any other interesting stories about like I spoke to Yadu. I interviewed him about this a few weeks later. And mm-hmm. they, a bunch of them have families in Australia, so like it would really be good uh, if any of them makes it because they they all ha- they all really close friends, and I think um, both both Amrit and Yadu have. I, I think Yadu's sister has been in Australia for a while. Uh, Amrit has an aunt there. I think that's been there for a while. Yeah. So uh,
2: um, yeah, Yadu said that he has a sister here in Melbourne. Yeah. And uh, Amritpal has some family in Perth, I think. And then I asked Amjot if you guys have family here. And he's like, Amritpal has family everywhere. He makes family wherever he goes. So that's that's just how um, goofy and funny Amjot was throughout the whole couple of hours that I was there. Um, um, I, I was actually surprised that they didn't mention uh, much about Amjot but I did my part. I I mentioned to both the agent and the CEO that if I had to pick one guy, that's probably the most talented guy there. So uh, I'm I'm here. Nice. I'm
0: here to do these kind of sly things in the middle. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Um. So so we'll sort of shift a little bit from that, uh, but but I mean we're still sticking with our uh, all of these guys. All of these guys we just named are four of India's top. Five players, so let's say, you know, yeah, um, and they're all gonna be uh, part of our, our national team that is gonna be playing in the FIBA Asia Cup later this year. Yep. Uh, and for future, they've been uh, uh, India has been put in their groups for the FIBA Basketball World Cup qualifiers. This is the first time they're doing the Basketball World Cup the same way they did the, the same way they do uh, the FIFA Football World Cup, and it sounds super exciting. It does.
2: This. It's just a whole different way of looking at it and I think, at the very least, we're going to have more games to play and in different countries and we're going to get to host games and that's, that's we'll just way better than… We'll host at least… Yeah. We'll at least host at games. least three games.
0: Yeah. 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 So, India is in uh, Group C of the Asian qualifiers draw with Syria, Lebanon and Jordan. Um, we have to finish in the top three of the group to sort of move on to the next level. And I think we uh, are and the we, third ranked team in that. We are a third ranked team, so we should be able to do that. And I won't be surprised if we if you know we our, our FIBA ranking is not true of how we have been for the last two years. Like our FIBA ranking reflects how we were five or six years ago, to be honest. Like the FIBA rankings move so slowly. Yeah. Um I I, I am optimistic. Uh, you know, I have been I, I, I have the optimism bug. And I think uh, we can finish in the top two in that group.
2: Absolutely, um, I, I think so too. So I think Lebanon might be a bit difficult to beat, but we should be able to give Jordan a run for their money, and uh, Syria, of course, uh, who are ranked lower than us, we should be able to do it. I think it's great. Um, it it would have been lovely if, uh, if probably
0: Australia were in that group too, and then I would be able to see them here. But maybe that
2: will <laughs> happen in the next round, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So how it works is that out of those, there there are uh, four groups of of four teams each, and out of the sixteen, the top. 12 so which means the top 3 teams on each group will then move on to two groups of six and out of those two groups of six i think they'll pick seven eventually from asia to make the the world cup in um, in 2019 so it's it is difficult but like it's not impl- you know like how, when i was young i think oh shit it's impossible for india to play at that level but it's not completely impossible you know like we are yeah we can sort of get on a good run have have a few like miracles go our way and and be <laughs> Be you know be a be, be a fun story for this uh, for this World Cup.
2: Definitely, I, I also had a chance to meet uh, the Australian national team head coach, and I put oh, in nice. a word about I put in a word about our defeat of China as well, and he was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm here I'm here India team I'm I'm here too. That,
0: that's great. I, I hope you we guys. let him know that I hope we let him know that, that we're coming next for Australia. We 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 we, we come for their scalp. That's the next one.
2: I did, but he <laughs> expected me to su- support Australia because that's where I live now. I said that's never happening.
0: But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they can always be your, you know, like a secondary team. You're, oh, you're never going to have them. Yeah, 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 they kind of are anyway.
2: Uh, yeah. I think after Spain, they'd be my number two team to support in the world. But uh, if obviously, if India is playing them, I, I can't support anybody other than India, right?
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the next bit of news also, we're sticking with international basketball and this is also good news and also sort of related with Amjot and amrippa Yep. Um, they have changed, the, the FIBA finally has woken up to 2017. <laughs> it took <laughs> it took a long freaking time. Uh, they finally changed the, the headgear rule, which means players who wear the turbans, uh, the hijab or the kippah, now they can play in international basketball. Um, I remember three years ago, this this controversy basically came to light because at the FIBA Asia Cup, the day before we beat China for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, we were playing Japan and Amjot and Amrit Pal weren't allowed to enter the game. And I yeah. was there in Wuhan and I was like, what's going on? Why aren't the, like the two best players in the game yet? You know, uh, And they just got told last minute that they can't go in with the turbans. So they, they had to sort of figure something out ad hoc. Uh, we did pretty well in the tournament, but... But then all of these guys then ended up cutting their hair off because they didn't want to deal with it anymore. Which is, I mean, I'm not a religious person at all, but that is just, to make that choice between basketball and religion is such bullshit that you have to sort of give up one for the other. Um, So I'm glad that FIBA has decided that turban and hijab aren't harmful things.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm just glad. Like, I don't know what they were thinking and how a turban could probably, like, endanger someone, but... Um, it's definitely a good thing that these guys um, have finally changed the rule. I'd be curious if, if someone like Amlipal or Amjot, they go back to the turban now because it was a cooler look than what they have right now. Anyway. It's
0: definitely a cooler look. You know, it, it, it gives them that extra the, the extra swag, you know, that's sort their of
2: thing. Yeah, the Vakra swag. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I never thought we'd be
2: dropping Punjabi rap references here, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the last and, last bit of news before we head off to our special guest section, which is kind of related to our special guest section, any yes. in some way, is that the NBA Academy has officially launched in India, and the first set of kids who are going through it have started their journey on this. So, what do you know about this, Karan?
0: Oh, it's it's huge. It's uh, I, uh, the NBA Academy in India is is opening in is is open in Noida now a few days ago. Um, they have 21 of, of uh, the best sort of youth players at the academy right now mm-hmm. who will be the, the first year's project. And it's, it's, it's sort of like the, they've done these academies in China. They, they opened one in, um, in Africa earlier. This, I think they opened one in South Africa. Uh, no, sorry, uh, my mistake. They opened one in Senegal. So it was in Senegal. There's, there's a few in Europe. There, there's a couple in China and obviously the one in, in Australia. Um, I'm so glad that India's finally uh, has this opportunity. I, I actually got to interview the deputy commissioner. He was in India last week, and um, they are they're going all in. Like they they know that India has this this great youth uh, population, which which is a one thing that that separate us from China. We, we have we have a a bigger youth population and a rising middle class. And and you know he said a very interesting thing. He told me that india has been able to sort of do so much with with so little in terms of infrastructure yeah that 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 sort of challenge excites him like the fact that that you know this is a country where there's not that many great basketball um, foundational facilities for a lot of these players uh, compared to china and yet we're able to produce players who are not amazing but but you know who show so much raw potential yeah uh so, yeah, this academy is open in Greater Noida. I'm actually going to be there in a few days. So, I think the next time we talk, I'll be able to report more from ground. That's awesome. About the academy. Um, yeah, it's
2: it's an exciting time. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Speaking of the NBA Academy, uh, our special guest is somehow related to it. So, why don't you tell our listeners Karan, about who our he special guest
0: our, our guest is Vanya Chernivets. Chernivets. Chernivets, I think. Anyway, it's one. Sorry, Wanya. Uh, she's, she's worked with basketball operations for a long time. She sent me her CV yesterday, and I couldn't even... It blew my mind how, how much more qualified than she is than a normal human being. Um, and, and yet, she's giving us the next 45 minutes of her time and, and wasting her life on our bullshit. Uh, but that said, yeah, Wanya has basically worked all over the world in basketball operations. She works in Spain right now. She works in India, China... She's, uh, she works in South Africa. Uh, I'm excited to have her on. This is going to be a very fun conversation. So I want to introduce uh, Vanya Tsiriniwets. Did I get that right? You did. Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Vanya works with uh, the NBA's basketball operations in, uh, in the EMEA section, which is Europe, Middle East, Africa. Uh, she's based out of Madrid right now and uh, she's originally from Slovenia and basically coach basketball all over the world you know she's worked in Europe she's worked in uh, China where I met her in uh, in Africa and most closest to our purposes she's she's done a lot of great work in India too um so Vanya thanks for joining us what's up
1: thank you for having me <laughs> it's so, a pleasure to talk to you
0: where are you right now around in your world travels
1: Currently, I'm in Madrid. I had a week in Madrid right now, um, which was great because we just moved into our new offices in the center of Madrid, and they look nice. amazing. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, I just want to move there. Move, put my bed in there and just you know, <laughs> live there. <laughs> is that uh,
0: the, the NBA's main Europe office? Is that is Madrid the, the main one, or, or is there a, a bigger head office of Europe?
1: No, our head office is in London. Uh, We have around five people there uh, and then we have two smaller offices, one in Madrid and then one in Johannesburg.
0: Okay, Um, and you worked in London too, right? Before this?
1: Yes, before I moved to Madrid, I was uh, in London for a year uh, and basically then I asked if I can get relocated to Madrid, um, mostly because of basketball, London, you know, uh, doesn't have a lot of <laughs> good basketball yeah um, shots so fired sense. sorry <laughs> shots fired
0: at, at yeah. the UK <laughs> basketball league
1: <laughs> no business wise I, I can understand why our offices are there but if you're a basketball fan it's uh, it's much better to live in Spain for sure yeah
0: and um, as you learn from the from the flow of this conversation both Kaushik and I are huge Real Madrid football fans and Kaushik is into the Real Madrid basketball team too especially uh so is that city like what's the what's the the ratio of basketball football fans, or is there no real difference? Everyone's into both sports?
1: Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I would have to like look at the numbers, but when talking to people, yeah like almost everybody is a football fan here, and then I don't know, I would say around twenty percent of people is basketball fan okay so Bunya, so
0: tell us about uh, is are they excited in Madrid about um, the football team re- reaching the Champions League final and the basketball team is in the League Final Four?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> the whole city here lives for um, four sports, I would say. Yeah. Uh, it's a big division between Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid, so yeah, it was we know a huge that. city game. Um, I was kind of more for Atletico in football because we have a Slovenian team. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to go with my fellow, you know, <laughs> Slovenians. Um, so I was kind of upset that they lost. But basketball-wise, we have another Slovenian on the Real Madrid, so now yeah. I have to support.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We are both more than excited about the, the other Slovenian. Um, b- before we do that, can you also just tell me a little bit about, uh, like, what exactly your job entails of? So you work in basketball operations. What does that mean and tell us what it meant about when you went to India?
1: Yeah, <laughs> so our job, like you said, basketball operations doesn't say a lot. Um, but we, it's its a very versatile job. And uh, we do most of our time here in Europe. We dedicate to junior NBA leagues, uh, which we have in 15 countries right now in uh, Middle East and Europe. Um, then we do player camps during the summer so all our european players that play in the nba usually have their summer camps back in their home countries uh so we support that and then nba academies and schools like we've opened one in india and you know china we'll talk about this later we're trying to find a format that would work in europe as well and then we have different big events like global games and basketball without border camps so all year long we're constantly moving and you know, it's on the court, off the court. <laughs> different different roles we play. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought I dropped off again. No, and no, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you when you asked me about <laughs> India, uh my job there was basically more coaching or only coaching. Uh it was basically a pilot project for the junior MBA that we started in India and I was one of the five international coaches that were lucky enough to go into Mumbai schools uh, and teach basketball <laughs> for four months. So it was fun.
2: Do you have any special memories or recollections from that time in India?
1: Oh, every day. <laughs> I think, uh, now looking back, like my ex- the experience in India seemed like a dream in a good way. Uh, every day you learned or saw something new uh, but like most of the times when I went to the school, I would never know if I'm gonna get 50 or 500 kids. Yeah, you know, <laughs> are we gonna have a court or are we gonna be on um, parking lot or a cricket field or in the classroom? So you always had to be prepared, uh, you know, to improvise. Uh, most of the schools were uh, public schools. Uh, maybe it's down south in uh, Colaba, right? I remember right. There were some international schools that basically had a basketball court, Uh, but the rest, no. So the kids would see the basketball for the first time, Uh, we would teach them how to bounce fast, but they would never see a hoop. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember I had a two-hour clinic in Pune one day on a cricket field where the cricket game was going on. So I had, you know, two hours you have to improvise, so we did a lot of stretching. Four was pretty long and then passing and none of the kids would understand me so I had my assistant coaches would translate mm-hmm. and it was around 150 kids I remember. And then after two hours, I always ask, so did you guys have fun? And the assistant coaches would translate and everybody would go, yes. (laughs) And then I would say, so what sport did you learn today? And my assistant coaches would translate and all I could hear back was football. (laughs) 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 Oh oh my God. I should get fired for this. (laughs) Um, But most like my best memories like in general are just you know, you know, we worked with uh, less privileged kids, or basically street kids, mm-hmm. and they were just so happy, you know, they didn't have anything, but they would smile all the time, and just in general, in India, people are just happy, that was my my experience, I don't know what you guys think about it.
0: You know, we we condition ourselves to be happy because there's so much like bullshit around us. Being happy is the best. <laughs> be happy is the best thing to be. It's our it's our game face. You know what I mean? It's it, it, it's as the as the great Ricky Rubio once said:
1: "Change um, your face,
0: change your face, put the smile on your face, change your face." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting, because I would I honestly thought it was genuine, and it is. I think. No, it, it, is it is genuine. I think
0: it's. It, it, it is a genuine response to, you know, to uh, sort of like the the almost existential problems of life. Like, how do you deal with it? Well, you might as well be happy. What's the yeah. point of being, being unhappy about things?
1: Yeah. And maybe another, uh, now I just remember another thing that, like, I've never experienced in the world is how kids have no, or people in general have no, you know, personal space. Like, spreading out on the court was the biggest problem I had you know <laughs> they would all I would say spread out on the baseline they would all be like on the right side and then I would pull them across and all of a sudden you would all be on the left <laughs> they're like no use the whole it's incredible
2: that's, that's kind Where, of what happens when a billion people try to fit into not so billion friendly country <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think about the nba academy in india what, um, what was your involvement with the whole setup of that and uh, what, what are your thoughts and what are your expectations and hopes for that academy?
1: Uh, I'm excited. In general, I, I'm super happy to see that the MBA is investing you know, in elite training centers all over the world as well. Um, if you think about it, 10 years ago, MBA didn't do much you know, investing even in grassroots uh, projects, not even at home or around the world. But now they've uh, they've started, you know, with these academies in addition to the junior MB programs. So especially in India, I'm excited to see uh I know they did uh, three months like all nationwide search, right? So they would find twenty-one top athletes. Um they will receive scholarship for this academy in India. Yep. Uh so far it's only the boys, but we are adding on the women's program and this is where my involvement comes. Uh, into play. I haven't been involved much uh, so far, mm-hmm. um, but now we have Jennifer, Ozzy, and then Becky Bonner from our New York office, and a couple of more ladies that are super excited that we get we get this opportunity. You know, to find girls in India, Africa, and China, uh, and offer them this platform. That even if they don't make it, you know, to professional level, I just think it's a great opportunity for kids to. Uh, learn basketball but through basketball all the you know life skills I know it sounds corny but we've all experienced the sport and we know what it gives you and how it transfers into your life in general uh you know working hard team play uh discipline respect uh I hope you guys agree with me on all this
0: (laughs) it doesn't Uh, sound corny at all because you know I mean Koshik, you would agree to us like you played so much basketball in your life it, anyone who plays a lot of basketball in their lives like you you have a different lifestyle because of basketball and you know you sort of ris- you look at other people in a different way you sort of learn you, i i feel like it taught me to be a bit more sort of like a selfless you know because you, you have to be concerned for a lot of different people at the same time yeah and i think that extends off the court too
2: yeah, and personally for me, like I, think it's given me some of the best friends in life too. So everybody for everybody, basketball means more than just a sport, and I think yeah. it, it, it's great that there's that sort of a connect.
1: Well, I'm happy you agree with me. I, I know <laughs> we met. Uh, it just you know we have the same interests, and you just feel like you know each other for <laughs> years when we just met in China. Remember.
0: That's how it was. I mean, yeah, we, like, Koshiki talking about, like, making friends because of basketball, I made mean, like, when I went to live in China, I'm pretty, pretty much, I would say 95% of my friends were because of basketball, you know, whether people who I knew that I worked with, with, with the NBA in China, it was like you, Greg and Brian, um, Alex Lim, like all, all of these guys, you know, who I, who I basically got to know, shout out to all of them, by the way, uh, <laughs> was, uh, special shout out from Hoop Darshan. Uh, but yeah, like, it's it, it really made us connect on a level beyond... We already knew, okay, worst comes to worst, we get along on the basketball. We we can always talk about hoops, you know. Everything else is fine. Agree. Couldn't say it better. <laughs> so, will you be... Uh, is there a chance you'll be working at the
1: NBA Academy India? Yeah, so we will basically rotate. Uh, so, I think there's like six to eight girls. Like, girls or... Not girls. I'm trying to add some male colleagues as well, to support the women's side of the academy, they will be rotating. So we will travel. So the plan for now is to have a selection camp in each of our academies, and we would rotate and each go to a different region every time. So we would get to see all the talents uh, in every continent and then compare. yeah, so it should be exciting. So I'm looking forward to being back in India.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, uh, let let me know whenever you're back. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm back in India often, uh, and so I'm actually visiting the academy uh, in a few days. It'll be my first time visiting it, just to check it out. That uh, the place where they hold it, it's it's called the JP Greens in Greater Noida is one of the best facilities in all of India. So I'm I'm pretty excited to to check it out and to see to see what they've done with it. So Great. so from what I'm hearing your job would be partly to 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 scout out the best players from among these twenty one or what are um, once they add the girls, uh forty two to fifty players in the academy and then take them to the global academy, which I think is gonna be in Australia.
1: It's in Australia, yeah. Um, somehow, so it's going to be different format in uh, China and Africa and India for the girls because in China they already have girls at the academies living there. While in India, I'm not sure uh, how this is going to work if we're going to only be able to recruit the girls around New Delhi or we'll be able to accommodate the girls at the academy as well. So we're still looking at the different options. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the it's basically like a triangle uh, format, with, where we would select the best of the best from each of the regions and send them to the Australia Academy. Uh, or, if the players would want to, we would help them, you know, find scholarship and send them straight to college to U.S. Um, I think for the for the girls, you know, it's hard that they're gonna make a living out of basketball, so we're trying to push the education part, mostly. You know, so they, they can get an education and find their way from there. So basketball wouldn't be the number one priority, let's say.
0: It's such an exciting opportunity. You know, like Kaushik and I have talked about this so often. We are so jealous that that we missed all this by a generation. That <laughs> like, like the kids in <laughs> India have, uh, <laughs> have, I mean, not everyone's going to make it, but the fact that they have something to aim for. Um, and I really hope that girls out of Delhi can also... Can, can be accommodated because there's so much talent in India you know we, we go down south I think our best players are usually in Kerala the the, the women players and Tamil Nadu and Chattisgarh and, and in, in Maharashtra too um, so yeah uh, uh, Kaushik I didn't forget your uh, I didn't forget your your, your your little city in Karnataka that, that's fine that's fine we're not,
2: not exactly known for the best of talent but,
0: uh. you do have uh, Bhandavya who's gonna be a star right that's true yeah um Kaushik, uh, sorry, Wanya. So you mentioned China briefly. T- t- tell me about a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your experiences working and living in China. And um, h- how was it different operations-wise from India?
1: Oh, I don't even know where to tackle this question. <laughs> um,
0: don't get it, fired.
1: <laughs> Working-wise, uh, it was harder in China because. We worked like I said in India we worked with unprivileged kids, happy, you know, we were smile all the time. While in China we worked with uh, I was coaching at the NBA Yao school, which was, you know, pretty yeah. prestigious. Yeah. And only families that were really well off could afford it. So I went there expecting this elite basketball school where I would get to actually, you know, coach. But it turned out to be more of a babysitting or a boot camp for rich kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so honest, but I mean... No, like, we, we I don't like, like it any other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like 40% of kids wanted to be there and wanted to learn and were excited. Uh, the rest, I think just the parents made them go there just to put, you know, the Yaoming school on their CV. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you've been there, you're experienced. Yeah, Those yeah. Kids have no free time. It's all about their CVM, extra activities they do after school. Yeah.
0: Uh, there, were, there were a lot of chubby kids.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of chubby kids.
0: There, there are a lot of kids on a sugar high playing <laughs> basketball.
1: And then the other part was, I think, because there are, most of them are, you know, single kids, they have no sisters, brothers. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, they through life, they don't learn how to share or compete so yeah. in general, in the practices, if we would do some relay games or any game, it would be hard to get them excited or, you know, want to win. It would doesn't, wouldn't matter to them, a loser or win, you know? And then if a kid would actually, you know, get into it and cry because he would lose, parents would complain and I would get, like, instructions that we cannot play games anymore because this, you know, kids cannot cry or we will lose. So, I don't know, it was just a, a different world to me, um... And I, I just couldn't understand why everything was structured so parents would be happy. You know, mm. whatever parents said, we would have to do. Uh, it was kind of hard to work there. You of know, that.
0: what you just said about the single kids thing, that's something that um, Yao himself brought up. I, I I did a story with Yao for Slam Magazine before before he opened this NBA Yao School, and he was mentioning that. Actually, like, he was very honest about it. He said like that's. That's one of the reasons, that's one of the things he wants to tackle, that he wants to uh, instill. It's it's such an interesting thing, Koshik. Like, we can't take it for granted, you know, having siblings. Yeah. Even, even if if we don't have siblings, I mean, I have a sibling, you have a sibling. But even if you don't, you know people who do. You yeah. know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: Whereas in in China, the culture is so different. It's all, pretty much nobody has a sibling. So it, there's a whole generation of, of people without brothers or sisters. And Yao was talking about it that that it's basketball can actually help you help teach you those abilities to share that maybe you're not learning at home like other kids around the world. So it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And if you think about it, one kid you know it it, it gets spoiled by two parents and four grandparents, and you know so like during our practices. All those six people would come and watch, you
0: know,
1: and the kids would get sweaty and they would run around the court and, you know, wipe the sweat off or there would be, I'm not lying, water break and it would be like a picnic, like Tupperware's out he'd, he'd, in those two minutes. The kids didn't know how to dress undress themselves or tie their shoes. It was ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I've, I don't know. Uh, I learning. was thinking, you know China more, you know, from the movie. What was the movie? Um uh, Swipe left, right, the martial arts, Karate Kid. Karate Kid, Hey, that was a good movie. I was the, expecting, you know, when the, I'm going to say make a line, they'll be all in one line. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you're, you're expecting the Jackie Chan version of Karate Kid.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, it also got lost in the translation, so because yeah. I had a translator who was you know, working with me on all the practices. So I never knew if the kids don't understand or the, just the translator Because would say, I don't know, make three lines and they would be in five lines. <laughs> <laughs> so you never know. <laughs>
0: um, I, I just had a flashback to all those, all those days watching the, the NBA Academy in, in Beijing. Um, it was exactly as you're, as you're describing it. You know, every once in a while, there'd be some kids who have a lot of talent but but then it's sort of, it's difficult to gauge that from, um, from between all the parents and all the shouting and all the
1: chaos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's move, let's move yeah. to
2: Svanya, uh, Back to somewhere you're more familiar with and let's move back to Europe. And I want to talk to you about one player in particular that we briefly mentioned a few, few minutes ago. Uh, so He's obviously your countryman, Luka Doncic. He plays for my favorite basketball team in Europe, Real Madrid <laughs> basketball. And that's a funny way to describe it. But uh, I, I am actually like, I've, I try to follow as much as possible, um, being in a time zone that's so far away and everything. Um, Karen's written down here in front of me a question saying, How good is he? I'm not even going to bother asking you that. Uh, <laughs> the the real question is, how, how excited are you about Luka Doncic? And uh, I. I I have a small story to share. So, I have, I have a friend of mine who lives in Madrid and he sent me a jersey of Luka Doncic. I haven't ever worn it. I don't plan to because I think it'll get spoiled <laughs> if I wear it. And it's, it's it's already the best jersey that I've ever had. Uh, it, do you kind of get the sensation of how much of a fanboy I am of Luka Doncic already? I am. I,
1: uh, so, I, I wanted to ask you, how come you're a Madrid fan in the first place?
2: Oh, me? That's just... A, like the first football team that I liked following um, when I was younger, okay. when I was about ten or eleven years old, and then I just started to learn more about European basketball, and then for a while I preferred it to NBA basketball. I think I still do in some in some ways. Some ways yeah. That's the that's the story behind it.
1: And when did you learn about Luka the first time?
2: Maybe three years ago. Uh, yeah okay. He was playing for the the youth teams, and then he was just like so much better than everybody else. And I remember asking my friend who, who sent this Jersey and he said, "This guy is the real deal. so I, I've just started following him, uh, whatever videos I can find online and then some some of the Euroleague games that I think he, he was one of the youngest players to ever make it to the Euroleague squad uh, for Madrid. Yeah, and you know how it is in Europe, right? The kids don't get to play unless they're that special. So, uh, yeah, he, he's, he really, really excites me.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm in love with that kid, really. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's like the highlights you watch online doesn't do him justice. You yeah. need to see him watch uh, play live. It's incredible how smart he is for his age. That's, that's like, mind-boggling. Mm. And also how much like, control he has over his body. Like He's very athletic. Um, but his body control is unbelievable. Like everything seems so easy for him, and you know he's over two meters, so that's what like six seven, and he can he plays a point guard, uh, but he can also post up. You know he can his passing abilities and his court vision is just out of out of his world, especially for being 18 now. And he's also a really good defender, so but he, he's like all around player. Um, I think he's going to be a number one pick. <laughs> we we <laughs> agree. Year, my, my American colleagues disagree. He They say he's going to be top three. Um, for sure he's going to be top three, but I, I keep saying this kid is number one pick for sure. For sure.
0: I, I was telling Kaushik yesterday, um, I, I'm a Knicks fan, and I was telling Kaushik that, that Knicks should just keep tanking one one more season. <laughs> we need to get we need to get the, the the Luca and Porzingis thing going on uh, in New York it's going to be amazing and
2: uh, my response to him was that i just want him to go to like a good team like a normal exactly team.
1: <laughs> exactly no i think the same thing i, I don't want him <laughs> to go into like a, i don't know new york what <laughs> you, still... you can't play the triangle <laughs> <laughs> so he's also playing so this is going to be the first summer he's going to play with our national team so i'm super excited um, to see what, like, especially him and Goran on the court at the same time. So, yeah, can't wait.
2: Oh, that's good. That's actually the next thing I wanted to ask you. So you yeah. you, you also know the Dragic brothers and have tons of stories from uh, from the Slovenian national team. So uh, is, is this the year of the Eurobasket? Yes. Okay, so what is the realistic expectation of Slovenia? I, I, I know that they always do well if my memory is right, they were finalists the last time or the semi-finalists?
1: No, no, no. Unfortunately, we never made it to the finals. Okay. Um, we always had a good team, but like the first couple of years you know, after our independence from Yugoslavia, we struggled even to get... We couldn't get out of the group and then we made it a couple of times to the quarterfinals and then always lost. Mm-hmm. And then we made it to the semi-finals, I think it was in um, Poland and we lost against Serbia. Mm-hmm. Uh and ever since then, the, we just lost that big generation. We have a lot of NBA players. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, to be honest, we don't have a good team. We have a great coach, um, Igor Kokoshko who is an assistant coach with uh, Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but player-wise, we, we, are, we are struggling. So, like, an interesting story, because Luca's mom uh, lives here in Madrid, and we've talked, and she already booked her travels for the Eurobasket, right? Mm-hmm. And she was very, I said, she she was telling the story. I was very optimistic. I booked everything until semi-finals. <laughs> and then Luca saw uh, you know her, her flights in the hotel. And he was like, Mom, what is this? Like, You better stay until the end. We're making it to finals. Or you don't come <laughs> at all. <laughs> so this kid thinks we're going to make it to the finals. Which I hope we do. Um, but yeah, we play in the first group in Helsinki against France. And I'm not sure who else. We have a pretty strong group. So... You know, if you make we we make it out of the group, which I'm almost positive we will, and then you never know what can happen um, in the elimination elimination phase. So let's see. Hope for the best.
2: That's true. That's true. Uh, so how one more question I wanted to ask you was: How big is it that uh, Luca decided to pick Slovenia to play for, and not like you know, like a Mirotic, for instance, who picked Spain to play for? Uh, how how oh, big was big. that news in it's big. Slovenia?
1: You should have, so last summer I think he announced it over Twitter, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the whole Slovenia went nuts, <laughs> on social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, in general, sports media, we were very happy because, yeah, like the last three years there was like a debate, is he going to play for Spain, mm-hmm. there's some rumors came up he's going to play for Serbia, and nobody knew, and then uh, apparently just Luca decided, okay, I'm going to make a stop to this, and then he just tweeted out, I'm always going to play for Slovenia, so... Yeah, made two million people very
0: happy. <laughs> I was wondering about that actually, like, uh, how how close was that? Were people assuming that he would, since he had been in, in Spain since he was so young, were people assuming that he would just play for Spain?
1: Um, like, the general public, we, we didn't know because uh, Luca is out of the media. I, I think Real Madrid has a, like a rule that if you're under 18, you can't speak to the media unless it's somehow through the club. Yeah, um, I have. To, I would have to double check, but I think I've heard the story. So no, that
0: sounds about right, and that, I think that's uh, that's true.
1: Yeah, But then speaking to his mom, like she said that the Federa- Spanish Federation never pressured them. You know, they they were always open. If he would decided to play for Spain, that would be great. But it was they never. That. Yeah, he was never put any pressure like that. He has to play for Spain. So it was basically his decision at the end. It was more about the media and you know all the rumors and. But
2: not Luca actually. So, ah, oh, that's that's fantastic. I think I'm going to tune into Eurobasket this year to to see how that goes. Uh, I'm actually really excited for the Euroleague game as well. So it, I oh, think they yeah. they play Fenerbahce in Turkey, right? In Fenerbahce, it's home. So that's going to be as that's probably going to be the craziest atmosphere that he's he's had to face. But I'm I'm I believe in him.
1: Oh yeah. Do you want <laughs> a secret? I'm going there for the yearly Final Four. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. So, uh, just just so our listeners know the, the the semifinals are on uh it's it's on it, it's a Friday, right?
1: Friday. Yes. Friday, so, so the semif- first then- game, I think it's PAOK Olympiacos. And then yeah. the second game is Panathinaikos. So, for the finals.
0: Nice.
2: That's awesome. So there's gonna be, uh, there's gonna be Teodosius. There's gonna be, uh, what's that guy from Olympiakos? Spanulis, right?
1: Spanulis. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, and then the best point guard out of all four of them, uh, Luca. Oh, I'm, I'm Luca. a fanboy.
1: boy. <laughs> <laughs> you agree? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kaushik, your Luca jersey is gonna be so valuable. Like, I, give it, give it seven to eight years, and and then unearth it. It's going to, it's gonna be worth a lot of money.
2: I know, but I'll, I'm never going to sell it, so I'm never going to sell oh, it.
0: Oh, no, I mean valuable just as in, like, you know, worth to you.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could probably, like, use that for a mod kits to my house or something like that.
1: Kosh, <laughs> you need to connect me with your friends here in Madrid.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs>
0: um, do you have any predictions for for the the EuroLeague semi-finals and the finals?
1: Oh, yeah. This is so hard. It's really hard, because this is just you know, one game and you're out. Yeah. Uh, basically, I volunteered. Uh, Karen, you know my story. I basically got into MBA through volunteering. So yeah. for five years, I was a volunteer for the EuroLeague Final Four, and I was on the ground managing teams, preparing their locker rooms, you know, courts. So I was in touch with them, and I kind of sensed the, the vibe. And I could, after two days of the team being in town and practicing, I could predict they're going to win. It's, it was incredible. But now I don't, you know, I'm not there. I don't see how they interact, how relaxed they are. Or, so it's it's really hard for me to say. I wish, because of Luca, I, I hope Real will win. But then I'm also a fan of Obradovic. Huge <laughs> fan of Obradovic. So, and the home team. I don't know. I don't know. Let's say, let's go for Luca.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, Kwashek and I will both be hoping for uh, a Real Madrid double. Over the next few weeks. So be yeah. amazing.
1: I wonder which team was the last one that won the double. I don't think.
0: I think hmm. it was Madrid again.
1: Was Madrid? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. check that. Oh, Olympiakos, when, was, Olympiakos was also.
0: But Olympiakos didn't win the Champions League, though. I think they won. I mean, it, w- maybe it was a year when they won the UEFA Cup. I don't know if I'm getting this wrong.
1: You're getting, yeah, you're
0: getting to yeah. football right now. <laughs> you <Yeah>, know, oh. <laughs> Oh so that's what I mean by the double. I mean the oh, uh, oh, sorry
1: I'm sorry I meant the, about the uh, basketball.
0: Yeah, oh well, well that too. Yeah it could be a it, it could be a, a a quadruple actually if if Madrid wins both the Spanish league and European League of Football Oh you're talking about
1: that. I'm sorry. I was it, thinking it could, about the two in two years in a row. I was thinking about that. Oh well
0: that too. It could it could be a double double double.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, so it was last before, year then
2: that the football basketball double happened because Madrid won the Champions League in football as well, and
0: and the Euroleague. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah so it, it could be a double double. Um, before we let you go, Vanya, uh, I'm sure you're closely following the NBA playoffs. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on the on the postseason so far?
1: Hmm. I'm happy the Spurs are still in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's it's amazing to me every year how basketball just steps up like two I don't know two shifts forward from regular season to playoffs. If you understand what I mean, like
0: yeah, yeah, it's a <laughs> completely yeah. different game.
1: It's a it's a different game. Like I prefer watching Euroleague during the regular season than you know our NBA regular season. And maybe I shouldn't say that, uh, <laughs> but I do the Euroleague better. But then once once playoffs starts, it's like yeah, like you said, a different game. Um, I'm a huge Spurs fan because of Coach Pop um, and because of the European style of play. You know, Um, I'm not a James fan, so I'm kind of hoping. I'm sure they're going to Cavs will make it to the finals, but I'm hope then. I would say Golden State will make it to the finals. I don't wish that, but that that's my prediction: Golden State Cavs, same same finals, but different. Finish. I hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have the exact same thoughts as you. Like I, I really like the Spurs to go all the way, and um, I'm and now that I'm living in DC, I've sort of become like I've adopted the Wizards as my second team, <laughs> and uh, they had a big win last night. I don't know no, by time. God,
1: I just wanted to say it was a nuts game.
0: That was amazing. Like John Wall hitting the shot, and yeah. uh, I don't know where they'll be by time this this podcast is posted. Whatever happens in Game Seven. In in the realistic world, I want to see the wizards basically be there till the very end. Um, but that said, I think my, my my heart hopes for wizards and Spurs. My head says Warriors <laughs> over Cavs.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm the same.
0: Oh, poor heart of yours, <laughs> Karan.
1: How would you, Kashik?
2: Yeah, I, I I agree with both of your okay. uh, with current's brains and y- y- what you said. Uh, I I think it'll be Golden State and Cavs again. Um, I'm not entirely sure who I want more. I don't particularly love either of the two teams, but uh, maybe maybe I I would want Cavs to win just a slight little more.
0: Koshik just, uh, and the reason he he wants that is because he's a Draymond Green hater. Yeah, I'm the biggest I Draymond think... <laughs> Green hater in I the think, world. I think it's time to shed it. Join the club, Draymond is amazing. No way, <laughs> Draymond Green is, is is a force of this generation, and he's gonna he's gonna be uh, he might actually end up being Finals MVP. It's uh, gonna be amazing.
2: That's disgusting. What what is because basketball if, come to? <laughs>
0: if, if if the Warriors had won last year, like if it you know if the last four minutes of Game Seven had gone differently, I think Draymond should have been the MVP. That's just my uh, yeah. That's my call. Yeah. What
2: what are you at? What are you at, Like, are you a fan or are you a hater of Draymond?
1: I can't decide. I mean, (laughs) I don't think he's consistent, like basketball wise. Uh, And then off court, he's just out there. I just think he speaks his mind. Yeah. Um, And he's a big kid, I think. Um, But basketball wise, I think he's very versatile, and I mean, he can turn out to be a really good player. Yeah, I, I, Thank I, you, I,
2: I, I don't disagree at all. Like I think he's a really, really amazing player. I just don't like him, if that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but I just think he can, he can take the team up and then bring it down as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but, but he's still young. But speaking of MVPs, I have a question for you. So, who do you think they're going to select for the season MVP? Oh,
0: well,
2: that's a good one. We keep talking about it every episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for,
1: first
0: of all, it's, it's annoying that they haven't said it yet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they should have just
0: gotten it done. This whole like, I I don't want Drake to be there when the MVP happened. I just don't want him around. <laughs> Shit, like, like, there's too much Drake in my life. I'm, like, um, uh, Koshik, I mean, we, we talked about this earlier. Uh, Koshik, you picked Harden, right? Yeah,
2: I picked Harden. I feel terrible about it after the last two games. oh of, of his. Oh. That was horrible.
0: <laughs> but
2: but it is a regular season award, right? And I think. Yeah. um uh, I think like he had the most single-handed impact. I think I love I love Westbrook's play, but I think those ten extra wins or whatever that Houston Rockets had, and that's primarily down to um, James Harden's you know his playmaking ability. So he gets thirty points and he also gets like ten assists. So that's a lot of points that he creates. Uh, I, I think that just stands for a little more than what Westbrook did. Um, I, I kind of lean towards Kawhi Leonard as well, but then, like, uh, it's it's just, that's just Spurs, right? You're always going to have Spurs in the top one or two, and you're always going to have one player from the stairs step up. So, it, it's strange. It's really close. It's really weird right now, like you said. They should have just gotten a, done with it two months yeah. a month ago. But,
0: yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Vanya, your thoughts?
1: No, uh, uh, you know, hard... Tells Kawhi. He's my favorite player. Oh, my
0: favorite player too.
1: Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what they, they will look, you know, if you make your team win. Are they going to look the defensive end of the court as well? Um, if not, I think it will go to Westbrook. Uh, I'm not a fan of his, but you can't deny, you know, what he does and his stats are unbelievable. Of course. Um, but yeah, if you your team is not winning. And then the question is, is his team good enough and teammates, you know, is, he taking all the shots, or apparently not, because he still has more than ten assists a game. You know, so he's also creating. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I wanted to give it to Kawhi. That would be my choice.
0: <laughs> I also would have chosen Kawhi, but but like it sort of comes back to you know, I, I've argued for this before. I think they should just be one end of everything award. You know, where you where you take in the playoffs and the finals instead of breaking it down to different MVPs. You know. Uh, regular season MVP, Finals MVP, because once you start thinking about that, then then like like LeBron James's playoff performances are have been incredible. He's probably been the playoff MVP. Yeah, um, but then yeah. if you do that, then you have to go back in history, and then all those years that like Kobe or Duncan didn't win the regular season MVP, but were definitely the best player, they should have been uh, given that honor too. So it's yeah, yeah.
2: So, if that's the case, right, like, until LeBron James retires, I think he'll get that award. And until Greg Popovich retires, he'll get the Coach of the Year award. That's <laughs> just…
0: Yeah. I, 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 I won't say until he retires. I, I think LeBron has, you know, maybe one or two more years at, like, this elite superhuman level. And then he's sort of going to become… a. Uh, you know, like n- not bad, but but you know, like he he he'll sort of become the 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 the, the one B player, so to say, instead of being no, the one A player. I don't think that I think ever so. happen. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Mania, I have for you guys. Sorry, you what are you saying? I have another question for you guys. India oh, or okay, China have another NBA or first NBA player after y'all first? What do you think? Oh,
0: mm. um, Washington. Do you want to take this first? Yeah, okay.
2: I, I would like for it to be India, I think. But I think realistically, it's China. Um, it's just they're a little advanced in where they are in terms of their basketball program. And it's just more likely. Just probability, I think.
0: I I agree with Foshek in that sense. I, I mean, because the, um, weren't a couple of Chinese players drafted last season even the, into the NBA? Like Jochi was drafted and Wong Jilin was drafted. I don't think a Wong would ever get to play, but... Joe might get a shout at some point and then who's who's coming up in in uh, in China I think like Guo Go island who who got signed on Jordan brand is pretty good they they have just a larger pool of close to nba ready players yeah. um but that said you know what it won't surprise me if there's if there's like a if there's a miracle if you know i don't know if if i'm um, i'm um, really really impresses and uh, cuz um, i've heard of um I, I've heard of... The, there's a lot of uh, Indian origin stakeholders in the US who are trying to get amjod and Amripal back and um, to the States and having them practice and train for a lot longer time, for six to eight months in America. Not mm-hmm. six to eight months, but like four to six months to get ready for the NBA draft. Like really give them that a fighting chance which they didn't have last season. Yeah. So it's... And and we, we both know how good those two guys are, you know? Yeah. So um, I think... I would say it's likely China, but, you know, uh, it would not surprise me if, if, there's, uh, if there's a reason for butter chicken party. Absolutely. <laughs> Vanya,
1: w- well, Vanya what do we, you think?
2: We didn't get to the important question. Are you a fan of butter chicken or not?
1: Oh, yeah, I would say so.
0: You would say so? That's such a lukewarm answer, Vanya.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say I don't know, know enough.
0: Where, where all did you travel when you were in India? I
1: went to Goa and that's Mumbai Mumbai, that's it
0: so so what what do you remember eating uh, that that you know that you would come back for like Greg Greg for some reason loves the Gobi Manchurian (laughs) which is is just
2: it is an awesome thing to be honest like it's
0: it was so rad so so Greg is the mutual friend who introduced uh, Vanya and I and he used to work in India too and uh, it's such a random thing. Like he asked me <laughs> about gobi manchurian every chance. He <laughs> <has>. <laughs> you know. uh, so, so Wanya, what's your gobi manchurian, or the, do
1: you have my, my my like I had paneer. Like I love paneer.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. So it's it's similar to cottage cheese here in Europe or in Slovenia. Yeah. So my driver would always take me to a paneer sh- shop, yeah. uh, like not shop, like a you know street shop on like next on the, on the street corner. Did you get and sick? I push, no, I never got sick. but So I would eat it, like he would say, raw. But in Slovenia, it's normal. You don't cook paneer. You just eat it. And then the driver would just look at me. Why are you eating this raw?
0: <laughs> so you were just eating the, the cheese without like without yeah. cooking it in gravy. Yes.
1: That's oh, how wow. we eat it in Europe. <laughs> and I made my driver try it as well. So he liked it.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So, so last thing. Last thing. Very last thing. We've gone on long what's the what do you recommend us us to try out of slovenian food
1: mm, slovenian food that's a difficult one because if you go very traditional traditional slovenia it would be a lot of cabbage potatoes and like sausage mm-hmm. uh but you know everyday life you don't eat that so we have a very like uh, it's a very mixed of mediterranean and italian food which is really good um huh. Well, I would have to go traditional. I would say cabbage and, yeah, a sausage. <laughs>
2: nice. that, that sounds a lot like... I have a Croatian friend uh, who says Croatian food is all about cabbage and sausage, too. So sounds sounds really? similar.
1: He's not from the islands, though. He must be, like, up north somewhere or on the border with Slovenia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's likely.
1: <laughs> but you guys do have to come out here and travel. It's it's amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, everything everything I've heard about that part of the world, it sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, highly recommended. And if you're ever out here, let me know. We'll for, take sure.
0: for sure, for sure. So how Definitely. much longer are you in Madrid?
1: Uh, till Monday, and so two days, and then I go to Belgrade, and from Belgrade I go to Istanbul for the Final Four.
0: So post some pics, like on your, uh, are you Are you on Are, are, are you on Instagram? Post some pics, like I, I wanna see photos of, of the Final Four.
1: I will do. Oh, yeah. I'll send you. Personally, as well.
0: Awesome, perfect.
1: <laughs> your email or your phone number so we can stay in touch.
2: That'll be great. I, I'm looking forward to that picture of uh, Luca winning EuroLeague League MVP. It's probably yeah. not going to happen, but.
1: <laughs> hey, Luca, did you see his move two days ago? The Michael Jordan move? Yeah, oh, we, that was yeah. amazing. Oh, God, okay.
0: <laughs> um, Vanya, thank you so much for giving us all this time. Uh, hope you enjoy your travels. Um, we, we really hope the best for. For, for, for both you personally uh, uh, and for us as Real Madrid and Luca fans, we really hope that he does well in his future. Um, and, yeah, good luck, Vanya. hope to catch you when you are back in India with, at the academy.
2: Yeah, or thank if you're you so ever, or if you're ever in, in, in Australia for the Global Academy, I'd, I'd love to oh, meet
1: yeah. you. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk basketball. Um, yeah, and hope to see you and meet you in person, Kaushik. <laughs> Take
0: care, Vanya. Thank you, thank, thank you, Vanya. Bye-bye. Uh, so I want to thank Vanya for joining us for episode 46 of Hope Darshan, Um Kaushik, that was a lot of fun. She's like, she's somebody you can definitely talk to about basketball for hours and you won't even realize how time passes.
2: Oh, absolutely. And it's it's so helps that she's, she's probably a, has a bigger uh, boy crush on Luka Doncic than I do and that's, <laughs> that, that was awesome to share as well
0: yeah look she's, she's she's genuinely is just in love with the basketball world you know whether it's the nba whether zero league whether it's like coaching underprivileged kids in india like there's like there is that sort of global you know I, I, i'm gonna I'm gonna get lost in the in the whole corny talk now but there is that <laughs> whole like global basketball thing that connects everyone right yeah absolutely uh, so, uh, before we go, Koshek, you have… Uh, we did talk about Real Madrid and we talked about Luka Doncic. How excited are you about uh, our football team? I say our, like I'm, like I'm a madrista from Madrid. Um, uh, how excited are you about the, the football team uh, in, against uh, Juventus in the final?
2: Really, really excited. I think, like, it, there's a chance for something really special to happen. Uh, no team yeah. has ever won back-to-back Champions League. And given how yeah. we kind of like didn't deserve it last year but still won it anyway uh, and this year we're playing so much better uh, I, I actually think there's a realistic chance and like to be honest, I think UA and Madrid have been the two best teams and it's going to be a proper final but uh, I, I'm reasonably confident I think it should be, it should be a good one uh, and so if, I, if
0: Yeah, go for it I, I, I fully disagree with you that we didn't deserve it last year I feel like if it, it's like saying the Cavs didn't deserve the NBA title, it's like I, I think if you are the last one standing, you're the last one standing. You know what oh. I mean? Like that's that's all that matters in yeah. the end.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's fair enough. But I just think like the football level that the team played last year was nowhere close to the one that they are this year. So it's just, uh, but yeah, it, it doesn't always work like that, right? Uh, yeah. You, you yeah. just have um, to be there at the right time and everything. Uh, do you think do you think Madrid will beat Juventus?
0: Man, U. A. is so good though. Like U. A. is is uh is a lot better than Atletico Madrid have been the last three years or whatever. Like uh, the last few times we met them in the finals or or in the Champions League, uh, th- this is a hell of a team and and they're so disciplined. Danny Alves is playing like out of his freaking mind right now. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about the Danny Alves Marcelo matchup. That's going to be incredible. That's as close as we're going to get to a great like one-on-one Westbrook Harden situation yeah, in football. <laughs> um, You're a
2: bit of a UAE fan as well, right?
0: So I like to choose teams from every country, mm-hmm. just to like just to care about the local league. But yeah. like uh, Real Madrid is my favorite team in the world. But you know, in in, in England, I like Liverpool. In Italy, I like UAE. Uh, in 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 Germany, I tried to choose somebody, but I, I couldn't, so I just picked uh, Schalke because because that's where uh, Raúl went. Because <laughs> <Fair> uh, <enough. laughs> of course, like that's that's how I picked everything in my life. I I I cho- I followed Raúl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I do like Uwe a lot, but I, I really hope that this is a a cracker of a final and uh, and Madrid take it back to back. That'll be
2: awesome. And I also hope that the Madrid basketball team wins EuroLeague. So, that'll be, that'll be amazing as well. Although, I don't think like that's probably lesser of a chance than the football team winning it. Because to beat Fenerbahce in Istanbul is just going to be crazy. But if they do that, then they'll beat anybody.
0: Interesting. So, so who do you think wins the… Are, are you think Fenerbahce are the favourites for, for the EuroLeague?
2: No, I think they're the favourites for the semi-final. Or the, yeah. Oh, that game! But I think CSK, yeah. CSK is the best team in out of the four.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for. The, there's so much great sport. This is my favorite time of the year. You know, the playoffs are in are in, we, we we haven't even talked about the playoffs that much. Yes, and 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 they are literally my favorite thing. Every every year, even it doesn't even matter if my if any of my teams are in it. Everything yeah. about playoff basketball, I love. Um, yeah, it shouldn't matter.
2: A, Come on, you're a Knicks fan. You've not seen your team in the playoffs for a while, or the later stages of the playoffs. Uh, for <laughs> Sorry that's, about that's that. That's a burn. That that, <laughs> that hurts, man. That hurts my
0: feelings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the the Knicks have won one playoff series in about seventeen or eighteen years. So,
2: hey, hey, if if there's any consolation, like I think the Lakers are on the verge of becoming the new Knicks, so you'll you'll have some company.
0: <laughs> At least you guys aren't owned by Dolan. You know.
2: Yeah. Okay. At least
0: <laughs> fair enough. You, you, you you have like some bright you, you 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 have Jenny. You know you have some, some light at the end of the tunnel. That's um true. <laughs> so on, sorry, on that sorry note, man
2: Karen, I didn't mean to bring you down so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you just spoiled now 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 people get to hear my emotional voice. <laughs> 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 um Well yeah, it's but but, but I, I'm excited about the Wizards. I I live in DC and and this whole city has been transformed by by how great the Wizards have been playing. I used to go to games earlier on in the season where, you know, Five it, won't be, it, it won't be that exciting. The, the crowds would be really low and sad and, you know, it, it, you, every time you got a good away team or or a famous away team, so if the Knicks came into town, the Lakers came into town, the Celtics, the Bulls, mm-hmm. you'd always get the away team's crowds that were louder.
2: Yeah.
0: And now it's changed so much. Like, the playoff atmosphere, I've been to two playoff games so far and it's been incredible. So, um I really hope last night wasn't the last last game uh, at DC. I, I hope that they come back uh, for the conference finals against the Cavs. But we'll see what happens in Game 7.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and with that, I think we should end episode number 46, which is way more eventful than any NBA player who's won the number 46. Uh, do, don't you say that?
0: Yeah? I, I think it lasted longer than, uh, than all the careers put together? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Mr. Bell. Oh no, I'm sure you're a great person. <laughs> uh,
2: all right, guys. Uh, as always, thanks so much for tuning in to Hoop Darshan. Thanks for listening to us ramble on so many different topics. And I'm pretty sure that none of you care about Real Madrid or Juventus or Champions League, but I hope you had lots to take away from Vanya's chat uh, regarding basketball from all over the world. Uh, if you had, if you want to reach out to either of us on Twitter, Karan is at Hopistani. I'm at underscore couchik seven. The podcast is at hoop uh, We are also available on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, and a bunch of other places. We're gonna we're available in as many places as Luca Nanchis is going to be on the floor. So, so there you go. Oh, perfect. I
0: thought you were going to say we're available in as many ways as many ways as countries. Vanya has caught uh, basketball.
2: That too. Yeah. <laughs> uh until next time then hashtag india basketball